that time again. Jay here with the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. This episode is a revisit Blue Period, chapters 13 to 25 by Tsubasa Yamaguchi. Join us in our deeply emotional, angsty trading arc with our protagonist, Yaguchi and friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the episode, we like to talk about what our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week is. Uh, for me, there's not much change. I know the anime came out. I kind of meant to check it out. I, I, I didn't. And then Super Eyepatch Wolf talked about it in a video, and I'm like, I should watch the anime. Wait, we're going to do another episode soon. I'm just going to read the bit for the episode. And now here we are. Jacob, how about you? If you recall from last time, I appreciated the skill and craft of Blue Period, but didn't really connect with the characters or story. So uh, I didn't really have much of a uh, desire to check out more of it. Sort of the idea is it's so hard for me to get, it's so hard to get me to read things I actually want to read. Uh, Blue Period is very, very, very low on the list, but I was happy to get back to it because it is interesting in its own right. So, All right. How about you, Jay? Very interested. I really like the tone and I guess a lot of the complexity, the difference in like social nuances and social dynamics between um, our protagonist and his friend group and family dynamics and obviously pursuing his dream. So I was looking really forward to this revisit. All right. And Matt. I like an exam arc. And uh, we ended up reading an exam arc. So, you know, fun. And yeah, as uh, you may recall from where we last left off, we were indeed in the midst of an exam arc. Our boy Yaguchi is trying to get into the Tokyo University of Arts and uh, has to do a a whole shonen training arc, it feels like, <laughs> just to do the entrance exam. Hey, how does uh, 12 hours of cram school a day sound for a week? Unhealthy. Especially because uh, Yaguchi is pushing himself to do uh, two pieces a day and has started to uh, develop a rash. I'm sure that will be the extent of his health problems. I like how it's a stress illness and not what I immediately assumed of like, boy, you, you've been breathing in oil painting chemicals like constantly. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been quite the twist if this uh, health condition was from him being exposed to so many chemicals in such a short amount of time. It's like, oh, hey, I guess I never realized I had an allergy to this. Ah, crap. So much for that dream. That's what you call suffering for your art. But no, it's it's <laughs> it's stress. What we established from last time is a bit of a blue period classic, which is a whole lot of emotional stuff couched in between a lot of just art theory stuff feel like it it did that quite as much as it did last time there were a couple of places where it did do that relatively strongly but i think the big difference is this part of the story was more about the grind of art than the direct theory of art in most cases when the story ground to a halt to explain like the idiosyncrasies about technique and stuff it felt in line with the tone of how the characters are like oh god this is just more grind we've got to keep doing and you felt kind of in line with them, whereas before it was very much, hey, this is a manga about art. Here's how art works. This is a feature, not a bug. And 
again, because I think I maybe wasn't ultra clear about that the first time, it didn't really do anything for me. There was a lot of like trying to encourage the audience, not necessarily to get into it as deeply as Yaguchi is, because he's a basically a, sh a shonen protagonist about art. Uh, he's going to kill everybody with his art. <laughs> there was a, here's a thing that you could do, sort of like bent to a lot of the like, theory that they taught like they show exercises that you can do at home manga reader if this interests you and there it wasn't really that because this was really showing like the sort of like lighter stuff that is something that any hobbyist could get into and have a lot of fun with and really get passionate about this is the you are dedicating your life to a craft and in like, these are the sacrifices if you want mm -hmm. to go that far with. In that regard, I think that's why I really liked the pacing of this section, because it, it does kind of have a natural progression from it, it. It's almost like where we stopped last time and where we presumed and where we resume now is kind of the natural break point in, hey, I've discovered a new skill or something that I'm interested in. You engage with it at a hobby level, and then you kind of have to hit that decision point of, do I go hard on this or do I stay at the amateur level? Mm. If you're willing to keep going with Blue Period, you've sort of reached that same point uh, that Yaguchi did. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I said it kind of dismissively earlier, but uh, it is kind of the way that this manga goes, but it did have more of that feel of, okay, now we've hit the work sucks grind that is an omniversal <laughs> kind of experience. Yeah. No matter how much you love it, you're going to hit that part where it's like, oh god, do I really have to keep doing more? The thing I really like is it also shows the people who hit that wall and are like, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm done. Cuz like <laughs> there are some people who make the completely reasonable decision that no, it's actually not worth it to me. Which it, you know, and like the nice thing is Blue Period does not shame those characters for it because sometimes it's just not worth it to you to go that extreme. There's a really good quote later on where they're talking about someone dropping out for health reasons and they're essentially just you know, sometimes the hard, when you've been working so hard and giving your all to go for a dream, sometimes the hardest thing you can do at that point is decide to go easy on yourself and like take a step back and do the lesser thing because you value yourself more than breaking over something that you don't, not that you don't want to do it, but like will break you. Yeah. Accepting your limits, I suppose. Yeah, well, uh, well, it's a combination of accepting your limits, understanding what you want out of going that yeah. far. Uh, mm -hmm. Is is the reward for going that far not worth the pain of getting there? If that's the case, it is not wrong to say, okay, I'm going to stop here. You know, and again, Blue Period doesn't shame anybody who hits that barrier and just accepts it and moves on. Uh, you know, and, and they, there's actually a lot of uh, subtlety to it that we'll get into later, but it's a major plot point, so we'll save it for then. It makes a point of saying, you know, there are people who they've tried a bunch of times and it's had negative effects on their health and they've not succeeded enough times in a row. And they're like, you know, this is this is my limit. This is where I stop. If you want to keep doing art at that level, then, you know, the, the door's always open and it was good to see you. I hope you I hope you show up again uh, to just hang out. And, you know, I, I really liked that. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I really liked in this section that we read was the kind of parallel arc between Yaguchi and Kuwana, uh, because 
it kind of highlighted the difference of Yaguchi is coming in as a literal nobody. There, he has zero expectations on his head, so anything he can pull out is impressive in that regard. Meanwhile, uh, Kiwana, she's coming in as kind of the successor to her older sister who did this amazing thing, and everyone is judging her by that. Yeah, a high schooler who top scored in the uh, the entrance exam for the Tokyo University of Art, the thing that, mm -hmm. you know, Yaguchi and she are aiming for. And it doesn't and it doesn't matter how much your friends and family say, oh, don't worry, you don't have to, you know, live up to this. There's no expectation. It, it doesn't matter how comforting people try to be about that. That's still gonna it's... weigh a person. <laughs> Yeah, it still weighs on her because it's like I you you keep saying that I care, and and even <laughs> yep. though I know you won't judge me or not love me anymore if I don't succeed at the thing, I know that you are at least at a subconscious level expecting this of me. It's fine. I'm stressed, but I'll live. <laughs> I loved her her arc in this because like this this really did flex Blue Period storytelling muscles and really does go to show. You know, even though I didn't connect with it, how good and uh, a story it is and how well written it is, because she has this thing about because of how much uh, pressure she puts on herself, she'll like people watch other people break down mm -hmm. and and she's just like, that makes me a really, really good person, doesn't it? And then Yaguchi points out that well, not really people deal with things in different ways. And it's like, what else would you do? Uh, I love you. Gucci in that monologue. He, he is just there, just backing her up the entire time. Like, you know what? You didn't push her off the ledge. And I'm like, Gucci, I know you're coming from a place of love here, buddy. But w the exact words you're saying are, <laughs> come on. He's, he's trying his damnedest, God bless him. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's the thing. It starts off by, she's just people watching one of the other students in the cram school is having, not a, not a full-on panic attack, but, you know, a, what what would colloquially be called a panic attack. That's when she, you know, instigates this conversation, because uh, Yaguchi happened to also be getting some air at the time. But then she, she goes on to mention, well, yeah, but also I had this friend who's in the hospital currently. And, like, man, I love the subtlety of it, because even, even as Yaguchi is going to bat for her, because he does go to bat hard for her, mm -hmm. there is that element of how much responsibility does a person have for someone else? You know, and that's also kind of the guilt she's kind of dealing with the fact that she's also judging herself by the fact she, she hasn't broken yet, but these other people have. And there's kind of that comparison she's making of like, well, I outlasted them like and yeah. that's also building on the guilt of like, oh, well, that makes me me thinking that makes me a bad person, doesn't it? And it's like it really doesn't. But. <laughs> Yeah, her seeing other people stress and break down makes her feel better because she hasn't yet. She hasn't. And that is kind of shit, but like that's <laughs> that is the most reflexive emotional response possible. Like there's no way she could ever like consciously feel that. So I I can't blame her. Oh, no, Sam. Speaking from personal experience, I always feel better when I see other people fail at something I'm succeeding <laughs> at, you know? <laughs> well, I was about to say, uh, sometimes if I'm incredibly stressed and I see someone in the same situation incredibly stressed to the point of freaking out, it does actually make me feel a little better because it's like, 
okay, I'm not the only one feeling like this. That means I can keep going. And it feels so weird to take that catharsis from someone else's pain. I mean, that's like any anyone who's ever been in a marathon and says they don't look back to see people struggling behind them to keep going forward, you know? Because, like, sometimes you feel like you want to quit, and then you're like, well, I'm still ahead of all of these people, and if I quit, they're going to lap me. So, gotta <laughs> keep going. Some small amount of unbreakable pride. I can't even tell if that's pride. I'm going to be completely honest. I think it's just like an incredibly unhealthy competitive streak that is just working for me. So I haven't questioned it. <laughs> that's fine. That's acceptable. The thing I really love about uh, the way that Blue Period expresses all of this is the way that we're presented with her friend who's in the hospital. Maybe she could have done something. You know, maybe she could have talked to somebody, but... She doesn't know because she didn't. And it's like, how responsible is she? And Blue Period really makes a point of not giving you an easy answer because there isn't really an easy answer for a situation like this. You know, maybe if she went and said, hey, my friend is in a really bad place. Could somebody, you know, like, could like, like go to an adult or something? Her friend might have just ignored that Other and gotten into the hospital anyway they're all adults now by the way <laughs> well yeah yeah because yeah, they're 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 out of high school now but like um th this is something that had happened like beforehand though but regardless uh, but the point is you know like could she have said something could she have done something maybe maybe but how can you tell and like where where do you draw the line of responsibility for somebody else's well-being which is something that comes up a lot in this arc of the story as it turns out imagine that i i really do appreciate because yaguchi comes in and at this point in the story he's he's phrased as if he's like a definitive voice of reason with his kind of like laissez-faire like i mean you didn't push her so um you witnessed it happen but that's not the same thing as doing it so i think you're fine and like it kind of lets you sit on that opinion for a bit and you're like that's fine and then it suddenly comes up later like hey gucci why would you think that's okay uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> why would you uncritically come to that conclusion are we saying that he thinks it's okay because like it happened or he thinks it's okay it like i took that snippet as just like he was trying to come he was trying to assume that she was like internalizing the discomfort with the situation instead of saying like oh I feel like I should blame myself because that happened and, you know, I was looking for an edge as opposed to, you know, it just happened yeah. to be coincidental. Actually, yeah, uh, you, you know, knowing Yaguchi, I could easily see it be he's just saying what he thinks makes her feel better too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I, there's an edge I've... of him that just wants to be liked. Yeah, so it's not so much that he actually feels like, no, I have to convince, you know, convince you that you have no moral issue here because you were not involved. Like, I don't think he truly believes that, you know, he's just saying what he believes that she needs to hear. That's a, that's a really good, that's a really good point. And I think, I think an important element is to a large extent, I think Yaguchi has not critically examined what the level of responsibility she actually has is because he is just saying what he thinks will make her happy because that's a pat that's a pattern of behavior for him and again this is something that comes up multiple times and Yaguchi will have will be confronted with this uh attitude that he has in different ways over the course of uh, our reading this is the most like nebulous one where it's like uh 
something could have been done but wasn't and it might have meant nothing or it might have meant everything so there isn't an easy answer you know you can't you can't use the excuse of results to to wave away the right or the wrong of it uh you know without thinking about it and it leverages that to you know really shine a spotlight and examine this issue of you know you know, what does it mean to be there for someone? What is your responsibility for other people's well-being relative to your own? Which uh, comes up a whole lot with our old friend Yuka a little later on in this reading. But uh, anyway, they're still uh, they're still cramming in cram school. Um, and we get to a point where Oba-sensei is giving them all critiques about uh, their work going into the final week. Yeah, they're they're at this point almost exclusively just doing the pencil sketches instead of uh, actually doing oil painting because the first test is just a sketch. A lot of like speculation that's going on here because like she immediately says, well, they always tell you that they're not going to use, you know, or these items are banned or whatever. <laughs> but then it talks out, then you find out later, this is, no one has like announced anything. This is not something that, oh, by the way, this exam is going to ban these materials. It's just the hypothetical. I, I really like this bit. <laughs> Remember kids, it's only cheating if you get caught. They, they might ba ban powdered materials, so hide it in your eraser instead. Because essentially what they, say is um that the rules are a little nebulous and whether or not they decide to outright ban it in the rules even then doesn't really matter because the only time you're gonna get called out on it is if it bothers another like participant around you mm -hmm. they're pretty open to free expression but also have rigid rules around it so cheat creatively then, kids yep and then Yaguchi, consummate dumbass, says, I won't use them. I'm already not sure if I can uh, win off of my basic skills, so why would I risk getting kicked out because of uh, some outside factor? And it's like, okay. That's both noble and stupid at the same time somehow. Yes. <laughs> buddy, buddy, no need to just directly quote Naruto in the tuning exam. That didn't go well <laughs> for him either. <laughs> Everyone else is cheating in this exam? What? <laughs> Home size, there's no points granted for nobility. You win or you lose. This is a yes or no scenario. But uh, in between all of these uh, intense situations of preparing for the uh, dread exams, we get a scene that I really enjoyed of uh, Yaguchi running into one of his friends from high school. <laughs> Well, it's also in the middle of when he got yelled at by Oba-sensei, essentially like, hey, you have been working so hard, and normally that's really good, but also I think you've forgotten what it's like to have fun. Like, literally, just go do something for yourself. Please stop. And Yaguchi says, like, go do something for myself. I know what you mean, Oba-sensei. You mean practice so much harder on my own right and i'm like no Yaguchi, shut up and just listen to someone when they talk to you <laughs> <laughs> the ability to be self-centered and have fun hmm. this is a thing that uh is kind of central to yuguchi's character i will say though i don't know that it was very well conveyed to him because it did take me a while to parse out what it was meant by that at the at the same time, it's like, dude, your self-sacrificing nature, again, it's noble and all, but you're not going to get points for that. So anyway, he, he runs into one of his delinquent friends. It's uh, Koi-chan, 
who is the one who is strongly implied to go work for his uncle in the Yakuza. Uh -huh. <laughs> because he looks like a Yakuza tough. And they keep saying, you were going to go work for your uncle who's missing Pinky, right? <laughs> but um, his, uh, his big tough Yakuza friend comes in like, hey, Yaguchi, have dinner with me. Oh, oh, no, I'm working. Stop being a wuss. You're right. I should stop being a wuss. Stand up for yourself. Okay. You're right. I should stand up for myself. Stop just doing what I'm telling you to. No. Let's go have rounds. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you need to recount the, the manga, not conversations you and I have had. <laughs> no, I, I would be, they'd be much more insulting if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but yeah, they go and have some ramen, and uh, Koichan reveals that he's not actually going to go work for his uncle. Instead, he's going to pastry school, which is a whole panel of him admitting that and Yaguchi coughing up his ramen, and I love it. <laughs> this is another really, really good scene where it's stuff that we knew about Yaguchi. It's nothing surprising or new, but it's it's directly calling out uh, elements of his character and like laying them bare in a lot of ways his friend uh who wants to uh be a pastrier he also has a lot of the same tendencies that yaguchi does as it turns out he mentions to yaguchi it's like you like being so passionate about art and being and like getting so into it has given me the courage to accept that i also have a dream and I want to, I want to work to achieve it. They both have this heart to heart. By the end of it, they're both apologizing that I'm sorry I talked so much about myself. Like you're friends. That's what friends do. They talk about themselves oh. to each other. <laughs> my my favorite part that shows what good friends they are is Yaguchi goes just like, oh no, that sounds really good for you, man. And Koi Chan's just like, no, stop that fake bull you're doing right now. Have I mentioned I always hate it? Also, the rest of us really hate it when you do that. You're being so fake right now. You're putting that smile on your face that says, no, you better not take any step closer than that. I, we're, we're your friends, Yaguchi. We want real emotional intimacy here. The last section of our reading, really, Yaguchi seemed to come off with it. I don't think the audience gets that feeling, but like we definitely get that feeling. Yaguchi's friends are really supportive of him. But, like, he kind yeah. of treats them as if they're holding him back the entire time. And Koichan kind of just comes flat out, you know, we're all really supportive of your dream, you idiot. Stop <laughs> doing this bull <laughs> And Gucci's like, no, you're right. I was being an ass. Wow. I'm, I'm not a great person, am I? No, you're not. Good job. That's the first, first step. <laughs> but you're we're, But you're our friend and we support you. So I'm glad that you're coming to this understanding of yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I got more of an impression that it wasn't so much that Yaguchi feeling like his friends were holding him back or anything like that. And really more it was that they understood that he... Because, like, the, the way we're introduced to him is by him saying everybody wears a mask, you know, everybody puts on a persona. And, like, his friends knew that he never took the mask off even for them. Like, I, I, I feel like it was really more about like, uh, hey, when you started talking about art, you actually seemed way more into it than you normally do. And like, they recognized that. And like, that's what that whole like thing was yeah. about more so that like because like the the whole thing is yaguchi is scared to and uh, you know, we, we talked about this in the blue period episode where it's like yaguchi is scared to say 
here's a thing I like and, you know, put himself at risk. And like, you know, we have a really explicit scene of this entire idea in the first section of reading where like, like he's talking about how like the colors of the night are like speaking to him as he's first awakening to art and like the other guys don't get it. And he immediately retreats back into a shell. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's the, that's like the big thing where it's like, he's not willing to accept that. Like he has opinions. Yeah. He's also not willing to accept that every one around him is super supportive of him, which is really what this argument is with. Cortina. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shut, shut up. Let us support you. You dumb idiot. <laughs> like, You're our friend and we love you. Yeah, and it, it it really is such a friend thing where it's like because they're uh he's so candid with him. And it actually gets a really good scene out of Yaguchi where he admits, I am terrified. And he has a little bit of a of a a, a cathartic brief breakdown. He was just saying, You inspired me to to seek out my dream, and then Yaguchi admits, I'm so scared. I'm not in an okay place. <laughs> and he's look, like, I don't know what I expected, but look, you you can have Yaguchi becoming an art werewolf all you want. I want the spin-off manga of Koi Chan going to pastry school. Me too. Oh, that I, would be I, nice I need to see that. Yakuza kid coming into like French pastry school is like, oh, we're making cream puffs today. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. I love making cream puffs. Like a cute little bunny, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does, man. That, that, that actually sounds like it would be a good spinoff. I kind of want that like now. It would be kind of like the same dynamic with King from One Punch. Yeah, yeah. Except King is terrified that his bunny doesn't look good enough. <laughs> I also realized midway through describing it, that's just way of the house husband is the exact same gimmick. So ah, uh, so I guess we're just gonna have to put that on the reading list then. Yeah. Maybe. She gets chewed out by his friend that he just needs to learn how to relax sometimes. Uh, a lesson he takes to heart and definitely remembers through the rest of our reading. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's, why, that's why that rash was the, uh, the only bit of health concern that he had. He ultimately internalizes it eventually. Only after it's almost too late. Almost too late, but... The, the classic, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's how storytelling works, folks. But we have uh, everyone getting ready for the the big day. And uh, one of my favorite panels is Sheeta being extremely horny over art. Yeah. Hey, that's my man. Yeah, everyone loves Sheeta. I, I love how Sheeta says, oh, no, I got into my other two schools. I'm just coming here to see cool artists. And I'm like. Buddy, <laughs> you're selling this to Gucci, who is literally throwing up from stress that is this is his only chance. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm just here for fun, basically. <laughs> I'm I just like to have, right I like to have options. <laughs> I can't have to but, say we'll get to it later, but I also love um, Hashida's sisters. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are characters. <laughs> They're very funny and explain a bit. We head into day one of the uh, exams and uh, Yaguchi is uh, heading in to get uh, to begin and uh, runs into that little asshole Yodosuke again. Who is surprisingly nice at this section of the reading. <laughs> he comes back to what we expected. Define nice, because remember, we also had that little tidbit glimpse into his home life with his mom, who now knows apparently he 
Oh my gosh, interacts with people. She was shocked that he even had a friend. <laughs> friend is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like we do see quite a, a fair amount of character development from him at that time where everyone else was hating him and I was shamefully identifying with him. <laughs> <laughs> He did the like blue period art werewolf thing a little bit later where uh, it was less natural, less I see myself in high school and more of a, you know, this is a fictional character in a fictional story. So let's ratchet it up to 11 later Yeah, <laughs> when he when he relapses into some of his older. Uh, we'll get to that panel. Look, the later part I related to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, honestly, Matt, it's why we disagree so much. We're stones throw away from being the same person. Oh, God. <laughs> Just on opposite ends on the confidence barrier, you know? Pretty much. <laughs> I agree with this assessment. So the true, uh, the true new cast member of uh, Over Monkey Cast Season 2, it's not uh, Sam and Jake fused Sam and Jake into a negative energy being. <laughs> I think we just, like, even out is the problem. It it just yeah, we'd be a, a lot less person. interesting the, by the the blandest host ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is why we must do battle instead. I was I was about to say how we would like cut the number of like actual fights we have on our podcast by like seventy five percent because it's normally <laughs> just me and Jacob. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we get to uh, the first exam, uh, the subject of which is self-portrait. Everyone has an easel, their uh, materials to draw with, and a mirror. Uh, you've got five hours, go for it. Uh, you're not allowed to do anything with the mirror. It just has to sit on the stand and you can look at it. The mirror is just a mirror. Don't do anything with it or we'll know. Don't get creative with this art exam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we end on a bit of a cliffhanger because... Uh, at least on this chapter, because uh, Yuka is also taking their uh, exam for their school. And um, it's like, all right, uh, exam uh, for Nihonga begins now. <laughs> Yuka draws for two panels, throws pen aside, walks out. It's a giant X on the canvas. I had a lot of thoughts about when this was done, and I'm just like, I don't know. Because I kind of thought, you know, I, I, I completely forgot that they were, like, participating at all. And then I re just remember them coming into frame and thinking, do we even know what their style is as far as, like, because we were going into, Traditional like, Japanese art. Yeah. yeah and, and, but, like, that, that feeling, though, was actually kind of the point of their story in this section. That, uh, that's almost entirely the point, that we don't really know much about Yuka. Well, yeah, and... I guess what my point was, it was really telling because the, was this right before or after the prompt was pa like paint your Im an image of yourself? See, we don't actually know what the... Yeah, presumably she had a different prompt. Oh, they were in different rooms. Okay. Because yeah, I mean... They, they, were, were, they were on different tracks, like entirely. There are different okay, sections of because getting Because like, how that scene spoke to me was like, Oh, I, who am I? I really don't know who I am. So therefore, like, I don't exist. Though, so though in all honesty, the juxtaposition of those scenes does give that, does give it that vent too. So mm -hmm. I do think that that's still a valid read. Like it, the, the scene is juxtaposed in that way to give you that idea. They also very well could have had the same 
uh, first exam, actually, because the first exam had, like, limitation of it had to be a sketch. So, theoretically, everyone could take the same first exam, and then you go on to your second exam based on um, media. Whatever, yeah, whatever track it is that you're in. But yeah, and I mean, like, I, again, to some extent, there there's that element of it's like, you know, what was the prompt? It doesn't really matter because, you know, the, the entire point of uh, Yuka's inclusion here is that you really don't know a lot about them at all. <laughs> like, they have such a strong personality. They have uh, so much to them. And yet you sort of realize, what is it that they actually want? We haven't really, you know, like we've been following Yaguchi so closely. And, you know, in turn, Yaguchi has been so focused on his own discovery of what he wants. And again, it it ties back into that idea of like, what level of personal responsibility do you have for the well-being of someone else? Because it's like, Yaguchi wasn't really being actively neglectful or anything. They drifted apart, but like, uh, how responsible is Yaguchi to, you know, Yuka being okay, you know, mm -hmm. for something that he doesn't know about? And, you know, again... It, Especially when they've both got something that's so time-consuming uh, on their minds. and Especially when also what's partially pushing them away is... Um... Yaguchi's work ethic, like so. It's, yeah, uh, and, it's not even something he's aware of entirely. Yeah, and and to a large extent, this one does actually go. It doesn't necessarily give a direct answer, but it, it is a little bit more. Um, you know, it goes into it more. That, that idea, it examines it a bit more closely. But uh, unfortunately, we don't. Uh, we don't get to check in with Yuka for a surprising amount of time, considering. Uh, they pop up at the very end of this chapter for the big dramatic sting, and then no one even yeah. thinks to check in with them. Yeah. yeah no, I, that's, that's actually something I really like about it, because again, it has that element of how much do we really know about this character, despite how much personality they have. Because uh, we, we also miss the big story beat for uh, Yaguchi, which is that uh, he is fretting over how you dare make a self-portrait interesting because the key thing he keeps taking away is it's not good enough to do okay. It's actually not even good enough to do good. You have to excel to make it past the first round. Uh, because it's a self-portrait, he's trying to come up with a good composition and he's thinking, oh, uh, maybe I go for like a theme of duality? Like there's all these different aspects of myself and each like pairing of them seems contradictory to each other. So I'll go for like a duality theme. No, that's really freaking basic. Uh, anyone could do that. Yeah, what do I do? And then another student bumps into his easel, knocks over the mirror and shatters it. Despite a very dramatic dive, like a full half a page is dedicated to her diving to try to catch it after knocking it over. It also implies that it's the dive that is what causes it to shatter because the fingers kind of flip yep. it and it flips to land on the glass. Yeah, <laughs> smashing apart. Like, and to the point that I, I thought they were implying this was sabotage, but I'm like, but Yaguchi doesn't know who this person is. Uh-huh. And this person doesn't seem to know who Yaguchi is either. Yeah, it seems like just a genuine clumsy mistake. The the way that this character is presented uh, throughout the rest of the reading, I'm pretty sure they're I'm pretty sure she's going to be a character for the rest of uh, the story. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is a uh, the mirror is shattered and Yaguchi is freaking out a little bit, despite the fact that the part is like, ah, it happens all the time. We'll just get you a new one, chief. Don't worry about it. 
and he sees his shattered reflection in the mirror and it's like yo wait a minute duality basic but there's too many uh different aspects of me so here's what we do we uh vertically segment the canvas and then in each segment draw a different hyper detailed slice of my face but do you have five hours <laughs> i don't care it's a race against time let's go meanwhile oba sensei in the back of his mind it's not cheating if you don't get caught it's not <laughs> cheating if you don't get caught they're gonna take the broken mirror away from me <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like this. Uh, it, even if it is kind of, you know, basic from a storytelling standpoint, it, it feels very true to life in that sometimes you have, the, when you're stuck in the creative process, you have that one thing that makes you go, oh, I'm a dumbass. How did I not see this? This is perfect. And you just, yeah. you just throw yourself right into it with all the energy in the world. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's very much, you know, I've, I've mentioned writing as my, you know, creative outlet and like, you know, you're trying to get from, you know, scene A to scene B and you can't figure it out. And then, you know, all the stressing you're doing doesn't help. And then, you know, something completely unconnected happens. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah, again, this is, this it, is. It, it was a very, it was very cathartic to read. Yeah. And it's so interesting kind of visually because the effect that he's going for just makes his face look incredibly wide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing. And I'm just like, I like, I like to believe that a lot of these like takeaways are like a quick snapshot of the manga's own portfolio or like of himself, self-image mm -hmm. well, kind they, of They list kind of the, uh, the, the artist of each piece. Yeah. But I'm just like, like you said, it's just the angle that you decided on, not necessarily the technique. I think the technique if executed appropriately would make it look really, would be very interesting. But it's just like, you make yourself look like the broad side of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the other, the other funny thing that I can't help but notice about, it was particularly self-portrait sketch more, more so than anything else though other pieces of art did do this to a lesser extent. Manga is drawn with the characters very a-ethnic. That's sort of like a nature of it. Whereas the art pieces that are depicting people that are like in the scenes are so overtly Japanese. <laughs> like if you, you like, like uh, the, the sketch of Yaguchi looks so much more realistic than his manga face. <laughs> And it's like you set them against each other. They they look like different people and yet the same person at the same time. And there's almost a little bit of a like a, an uncanny valley aspect to it that I found kind of amusing. I mm -hmm. I feel I feel that's another case of it being a feature, not a bug, because I the, like I, I enjoyed that element of it. It made it stand out, which was the intention, I feel. But it is still kind of funny. Yeah, it was very cool. But uh the rest of this segment is dedicated to him putting uh, everything he has into this uh, particular piece of art. We have perhaps the one moment in this entire arc where it looks like our boy might finally get a chance to relax. <laughs> he's like, oh, I did good today, and then passes out. It's like, oh, good, maybe the stress will uh, calm down and he'll uh, feel a bit better. No, no, if, if anything, it gets worse, actually. <laughs> You, you get real stressed, and then you allow yourself one night of taking a break, 
But the problem is if you allow yourself to take a break, that break must end and then the stress comes back. <laughs> and then part of the stress is about how the, uh, is about the fact that you weren't working during your break. Yeah. Uh, the pain. Uh. The pain. I just I just really love the panel of the next day they all get back in in cram school and Oba Sensei's like, Good morning, everybody. Is everyone ready to get ready for exam number two? And she's got this bright smile on her face, meanwhile, everyone is dead on their feet. <laughs> Opening each day of cram school with fun facts about sea creatures. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. She just shows up and says, Yo, Yaguchi, did you know that king crabs aren't true crabs? Y yeah, they're a type of hermit crab. Isn't that nuts anyway? Onto your art. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta liven mean, the move a little bit. I mean, it is true. We all will one day advance to crab. You're all crabs, Steve Down. <laughs> <laughs> At some level. It, 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 it is the ultimate final form of existence. Does that mean that all life is technically cancer? Yep. <laughs> Future me, cut that. <laughs> yep. No. That is a horrible joke. It's, that's, why, it? that's why you have to keep it. Yeah. That's a great joke. <laughs> God damn it, I'm outvoted. All right. <laughs> it's three to two, even if Future Sam agrees with you. I mean, do you, did you think it was an insensitive joke? Because we spent an entire episode calling a character Cancer Dad. Like, I, I think we're past <laughs> that point. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, I actually really liked Oba Sensei in this segment because mm -hmm. uh, we got a bit more chance to see from her perspective uh, that pulled back the curtain of, um, you know, that age old thing of the master has, you know, all the wisdom in the world and is just here to bequeath it upon the student. No, we actually get to see plenty of opportunities where even Oba is like, uh, how do I how do I do this? How do I respond to this? God, nurturing the next generation is hard, man. What do I do? <laughs> Again, that felt very true to life. This entire segment had a strong verisimilitude to it that I really enjoyed. And uh, Oba-sensei being like, oh, wait, no, I think I said the wrong thing. He's going to take the wrong lesson from this. No, forget what I just said. <laughs> See, that's why Oba-sensei is always so vague. Because that way, if it's misconstrued, you can just be like, no, you misunderstand me. What I meant to say was this. Ah, yes, that makes sense. I should be less, I should be more self-centered. Yep, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, that, I was going to mention, that is the one where it's like, art is about self-expression and Yaguchi is always wearing a mask. So Yaguchi, take off the goddamn mask already, is the paraphrased version of the lesson he's supposed to take. Like, there was a, um in the first section of reading, the um art piece that he did that, was the first one at cram school that everyone was like, wow, this is really good. You know, that that was a, a case where he he did something that was like for him. He didn't do it for cram school, even though it was a cram school assignment. He did it for himself, you know, therefore be self-centered. But like <laughs> you see you see the human side of Obo where she doesn't necessarily convey that exactly correctly. But we have a little interstitial chapter of uh the Hashida sisters asking asking Hashida about uh, the other students. Cram school students. Are there any hotties? I only want cuties. <laughs> I really, really don't care as long as they're talented and will make a lot of money. Yes. Well, I also found this moment endearing because, you know, he kind of talks up his man. It's yeah. Like, he talks up his man up until he realizes 
realizes what he's doing because he's like, oh yeah, I work with a kind of delinquent guy, but he's got a real good heart. He's got bleach blonde hair and piercings. All three of his sisters is just like, what? And he's just like, <laughs> do tell. Oh, oh wait a what, minute. What, what am I doing? And then the youngest is just like, well, is he a cutie? Oh yeah. No. No, absolutely not. He's actually hideous. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Atora. I'm doing this for your own good. <laughs> oh, his sisters uh, are great. <laughs> they're a lot of fun. It is elucidating. <laughs> With exam number one over, it's time for another training arc so we can get to exam number two. Uh, mm -hmm. As as is to be expected, uh, as uh, I'm sure all of us here have taken uh, SATs, uh, you finish one exam, feel absolutely uh, tired to your soul, and then go, oh, fuck, I've got another. <laughs> no, Fun. I did pretty all right. I just uh, continued succeeding. It was pretty great. <laughs> you know, Matt, <laughs> we're trying to be relatable here. <laughs> I never aimed for that. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. The SATs didn't bother me that much either. I just didn't particularly care about them. So. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm a different mentality entirely. <laughs> Opa Sensei is like, I guess everyone's too exhausted to jump right back into things. So, hey, I'm going to disguise doing more work as a field trip. We're going to the Bone Museum. I want to go to this museum so badly. I also laughed when they said the Bone Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. Degenerates, both of you. <laughs> it's the Bone Museum. That's inherently funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally called the Bone Museum, yes. But it is uh, a place full of uh, articulated skeletons. It's very cool. We have uh, everyone wandering around. Uh, first off, trust as tourists, and then go through again as artists. And haha, I tricked you. It's not actually a relaxing day at all. We're doing more work. I want you to draw the thing that caught your eye the most in this place. This is honestly a bit of a masterstroke on Oba's part because, you know, it's like the cram school teacher says, you're all too stressed. We're taking a break. But she also knows that they're, you know, like their stress is going to come back if they don't do anything for a, a significant period of time. So it's like she makes a point of not telling them, you know, like we're just having a nice time going through the museum. Mm -hmm. And then she says, we're not leaving yet. We're going to go through again this time. Uh, when we return to the studio, you're going to draw something based off of what catches your eye most. And the second time go through as artists, like, leaving the art behind for a bit so that you can, you know, get your head above water is a metaphor that they use. But mm -hmm. then also she knows that like, there is also that element of, but they are still going to want to be doing something. So, you know, they have a nice, they have a nice relaxing break. And then, you know, before it's, long enough to stress them out in a different way, they get right back to work. Indeed, indeed. We got lots of cool pictures of skeletons out of it. I want to go to the Bone Museum. I also like how the, the lesson learned of this thing is, hey, by the way, you're not special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, they, because they come away and all their paintings, they realize are like, hey, uh, these all look the same to each other. It's like, yeah, no, that's what happens when you are given a crap ton of choices. Uh, you will pick some very predictable things. It looks like uh, only 
a couple of you focused on different things to kind of purposely stand out amongst the things you could have chosen. Um, terrible advice for being an artist. This would actually never come up if you were just trying to do things that inspired you but when you're taking an exam against a bunch of other artists picking a unique prompt uh, a unique interpretation of the prompt is really what that matters like <laughs> so again opa sensei fulfilling the kind of dualistic role of nurturing their actual skills and also getting them into the school yeah showing that she's an excellent teacher i'm just saying if you're going to a prep school that doesn't teach you how to get into the school you're going into, I would ask for my money back. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, that is also a fair point. This is the lesson that they uh, they take going forward as uh, the results of the first exam are announced. Of the people in the cram school, uh, Yaguchi, Hashida, and Kawana all made it through. Uh, what a surprise, the main characters did. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Yorosuke too, that little asshole. He, 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 he could be likable, right? <laughs> no. I wouldn't go that far. Look, I'm not invested in him character developing into a likable character or anything, guys. It's fine. <laughs> Our main characters have main charactered. And I, I love the, the panel that shows they all three of them passed because they're doing literally the three main characters of a shonen manga pose. Yaguchi and <laughs> In the middle and then uh hashida and uh, kubana on the side in in literally the main guy side guy main girl pose <laughs> like hey yep. yeah hey shonen battle manga past stage one <laughs> <laughs> we're we're uh, past the first round of the tournament arc yeah, the other the other fun thing that is like this like through line is that they'll uh intermittently have uh oba sensei in like these really menacing poses like she's going to like betray them to the evil overlord or something, which it's is really so, weird. So good. <laughs> I love how evil she looks. It's it's very similar to the the art uh, werewolf uh, thing. Anyway, uh, we we jump back into a little bit of the training arc. Um, and I'm I'm gonna be honest here. Uh, in a manga that's black and white, an entire section on color theory is really lost on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's explaining like the different pigments and how, um, oh, well, you, you're, Yaguchi, you're working really well on color, but like things are popping out of me that's wrong. Like, um, hey, what color is this? Red. What color is this? Red. What color is this? Red. Yaguchi, colors have shades that are called different names. Like, <laughs> come on. They kind of beat down that outsider male perspective of men can only see certain like primary colors. They, they do it to the point I thought what they were going to imply is Yaguchi is colorblind. And I'm like, oh no, that's real bad for an artist. <laughs> but no, no, he's not. He's just dense. But he'll learn yeah. through it. He'll work through it. Yeah. But, but like, they even, they put a color wheel in. But because it's the manga, it's grayscale. And I'm it's just grayscale, like, yeah. What color is this? Gray. What color is this? Gray. Gray. <laughs> I get, I get what you're going for, manga, but uh, maybe this, maybe this looks better in the anime. Yeah, they, they spend an entire chapter on the Yaguchi understanding color, and the payoff we get for this isn't even immediate. It's later when they start going through each other's sketchbooks. But Hishida's like, "Hey, Yaguchi, you did a bunch of color practice in here. It looks really good. Show it to the audience. It's a bunch of grays." I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> I, I'll take that at face value. That sure, that sure is that sure is a lovely shade of gray. Sure is. 
Sure is indeed. When I'm not lazy. I should uh I should look up the like actual versions of these paintings they do because I'm I'm sure they mm -hmm. look great and I would love to see them in color because I'm sure that's how they're intended to be viewed. <laughs> I mean, they well, they look really good in uh, black and white. I'm sure they look even yeah. better as intended in color. Which is pretty funny because there is like an entire segment of Oba having them take pictures of uh various pieces of art with their phones and then uh putting a grayscale filter on them and being like see it looks good even in black and white which almost feels like <laughs> the the mangaka snipping at the editor <laughs> <laughs> you can't spend an entire chapter talking about color this is a black and white manga oh yeah <laughs> yamaguchi i i've told you time and time again we can't print 50 pages of color we can't print color pages an issue that's just not tenable. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to actually make its money back. Well, fine then. I'll find a way around it. By complaining loudly and doing actually nothing about it. <laughs> I don't know. There there might be some uh, elements of the uh, main character and the mangaka having uh, crossover. You think there's a parallel between uh, Yaguchi and, <laughs> and Yamaguchi, Jake? I never would have guessed. <laughs> never! Anyway, uh, speaking of our main character, Boy, uh, he uh, runs into Yuko once again, but this section is pretty emotionally intense. How about we take a quick break before we dive into that? Yeah, yeah the, that, that the, seems like a good idea. The, the story remembers the, like, two Two chapter mini market did in our last rating and decided to double down on it. So uh, we're going to need to uh, collect ourselves. <laughs> yep. So uh, we'll be right back after this, folks. Welcome back to the show, folks. Where last we left our intrepid hero, uh, he was <laughs> suffering some, from some pretty intense burnout and refusing to admit it. It's fine. It's not like the rash is getting worse or anything. Definitely not. It's it's not like he went into uh, exam day one with like bloody marks on his arm from where he'd been scratching it in his sleep. This is where the like scarred marks on his arm are coming from. I, I thought that was later. No, he's uh. It starts here, yeah. Yep. But uh, Yatora is waiting for the train when uh, a beautiful figure steps up next to him. And, uh, hey, it's Yuka! I was very excited. I was like, yes, best character is back. <laughs> Promptly introducing themselves with, hey, it's been a while. You look awful. Uh, because we're still on the color theory section of this uh, black and white manga. Uh <laughs> Uh, we uh, have a bit where Yaguchi and Yuka are, um, uh, you know, they're they're grabbing art supplies, and uh, Yuka okay. has some comments about how they see color, and uh, in a much more detailed way than Yaguchi ever did, and how uh, vermilion is poisonous, so don't <laughs> inhale it or whatever, because <laughs> mm -hmm. it uses cinnabar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is definitely not any kind of foreshadowing for the plot line we're about to engage with definitely not 
And meanwhile, Yuguchi's like, yeah, now that's real cool and all, but hey, uh, why are you talking all cutesy? I'm sorry, are you flirting with me? No. <laughs> yeah, because uh, this, this entire time, Yuka, actually even I noticed while I was reading this, was very out of character. Like, mm. normally they're they're very flirty, but like in a very different way. This, they were being like hyper feminine. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which I, we, we talked about this in depth last time. So check out the last episode if you want our opinions on our take on how Yuka is presented in that section. They are a very nuanced character that uh, clearly doesn't mind their pronouns in a lot of different ways. But um, in, they have a very strong personality at the very least. And right here didn't seem it was off. Yeah, like even Yatora is... Uh calling them out on it like you're talking differently you're you're posing up you're it, it's weird you're acting different and oh okay you just got a phone call and you're leaving now okay sure that's not suspicious at all anyway later cut out the creepy behavior oh yeah by the way i'm not going to art school anymore bye <laughs> i love how like at the very end it's just yep. tagged on there <laughs> that's not that's not a cry for help or anything I know, it's just so sad. So sad. The problem is, it's not I... even... Like, Yaguchi's not in the wrong for thinking, oh, well, I mean, maybe. Cause like it... uh, this is the other big uh, element that I mentioned later on, where there's like, it, like how, how responsible is Yaguchi for watching over uh, Yuka and making sure they're in an okay place? Like, it, it's not his job, but at the same time, that's kind of who they need. Like, I mean, is he the the friend who's been around the most, the longest? Yes, they've known. Yeah, because they've known each other since they were since they were kids, children. Yeah. So, and, but it's like at the same time, can you really blame Yaguchi for not picking up on this? Because like we we from an audience perspective can pretty clearly see because we have more context than Yaguchi does that this is a situation made entirely out of red flags, but Yaguchi has a life he's living and he ha he doesn't have some of the context that we do. And as we've established, yeah. Yaguchi doesn't know colors, so he doesn't know what colors those flags are. To him, they're just gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as it turns out, they're not red flags. They're vermilion flags. Actually, they're not vermilion flags. We'll get into that. I, I, I love where... Uh, this plot line goes, but we'll get to that. Kind of like there's so many of there's so many friends who kind of have these different layers. Obviously, Yuka is the one who has the most, but it's just kind of like that's kind of when he's confronted a few times about not caring in the right way. I kind of feel like that's an inaccurate or inappropriate judgment because it's like, well, you haven't exactly been forthright. I mean, there's so many pauses and so many times where you actively decide not to be honest. Yeah, I. I, 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 I I don't think the manga pretends Yuka's 100% in the right here, because when we get into their reasoning, um... It's, oh, it's not Yuka's... healthy or okay. Yeah, I love that the manga frames Yuka as being in a bad place, being in trouble, needing help, but also being wrong about their assessment of Yaguchi. Yuka, as much as says at one point, uh, won't someone come and whisk me away from this, even if I kick and fight them on the way? There's another yeah. thing that Yuka says that's even worse. It's like you 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 caught the you caught the hypocrisy in there, right? You caught the the problem there, right? Yuka? Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll work on it. There's another metaphor that Yuka uses that's even worse. 
there isn't an easy answer. And like, you know, you know, hopefully you've done the reading, dear viewer. Uh, so you'll know that it ultimately ends up in a as okay place as a situation like this can. But like, you know, there it, it's a fraught situation without easy answers. And it's handled with subtlety and taste that I feel is absolutely brilliant. But anyway, uh, that uh, momentary conversation with Yaguchi ends weird, but not weird enough to, like, really warrant a lot of concern. Uh, Yaguchi's just kind of hung up on it a little because he really thought something was off. So <laughs> we get a, a flash forward to um, he starts asking around, going like, hey, is everything okay? Okay. And then he finds out what Yuta did to uh, her exam was um, red X on the page does not strike him as something they would have done. Um, Yuta's friend decides to go, yeah, no, she was so badass. She said, fuck this test and fuck everyone who takes it. And I'm like, you know, I could see someone else doing that. That doesn't really oh, strike me as Yuta. Yuka. You always have to think about the fact that this friend also likely heard this like second or third hand. Mm -hmm. So I thought they were in the same think, class. I don't know. Well, I don't I, know if they were in the same exam room though. Oh, okay, you're right. Um, but I, I think the other element that's kind of important is if it wasn't a test to get into the school that they wanted to get into, it kind of does seem like the sort of like, like if this was a test for something that you could didn't care about, I could see them doing that in a heartbeat, you know, and that's mm. that's what's so weird about it. And that, I think that's sort of the reason why their friend doesn't quite catch that it's not normal. You know, it is a really cool moment for um, Yaguchi, indeed, for him noticing that, wait, no, that's not right. Something is off here. Um, and uh, I believe this is where uh, he calls them, right? Yeah, the fir the first call. Is that where Yuka's at work? Because uh, we yeah. got to establish where this part-time job is. Yeah. At, at the Bearded Lady Bar. Yeah, it's, um... I, I, I assume it's a hostess club that is explicitly drag. That yeah. seems to be the case, yeah. Which is interesting, because do we know if Yuka's working there, or... They yeah, they say as much. They, they, yeah. Yeah, they say so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she so has a client, like. So it's potentially multiple, like, part time jobs. I think it's just this. Okay. Mm. I'm like, hey, it's worth get it's worth getting paid for what what you enjoy. I mean, if you enjoy dressing like that and hanging out with like, they they enjoy flirting, get paid for it. I mean, yes, it sounds like a very good sh job for them. I'm not going to lie, but. <laughs> well, yeah, no. And actually, I, I kind of like this because um, there there are circumstances where this would be a not a bat, not bat and eyelash situation. But there's more to it than that. Uh, like, for example, if Yuka had actually tried and just not gotten into the program they wanted and they did this to, you know, tide them over until next year. That I don't think would be that shocking, but that's not what's going on. And you can kind of see there's a there's an edge to them that isn't natural for them. And Yaguchi uh, picks up on that and and gives them a call. Yeah, this is where we get the uh, the other thing that uh, Yuka says. 
I really hope this metaphor was better in the the original Japanese, and it was just an unfortunate case of you could not make it sound great while translated. No, I think I think it's supposed to be this nasty. Wait, what? But but, the, but no, because the problem is, I I think it comes off as fine in this context. The problem is when goes to Hashida for advice. His response doesn't make it any better, and I don't know why he would be equally nasty about it. Like, is the problem? Yeah. It's yeah. That's what I'm saying, it's not a great metaphor. Is the problem? It's kind of just, it's just snark using a vaguely available thing that, like, if you think it through, and Yuguchi does think it through. It's like, wait, no, that makes no sense. And that's why I think it was intentional because you think it through and it doesn't make sense. And then later on, because um, what the metaphor we're talking about, of course, is um, you're not a real friend because uh, if I was uh, drowning in the ocean, you'd throw me a life preserver, but you wouldn't jump in and drown with me. Mm. And that, like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, that's such a that, that that's such an awful thing. And I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit to explain my point. Yaguchi says, you're right, I am the type of person who would throw in a life preserver. But now that I see that that's not enough, I see that you're drowning, I'm going to jump in. I'm not going to drown. I'm going to swim you to shore. Mm -hmm. So I do think wow. that the metaphor was accurately translated because, no, you don't want you don't want to drown. You don't want me to drown. You know, you want someone to, you know, go the extra mile, Maybe. so here I am. Yeah, you don't want to both say, let's both drown. I'm like, no. I, I guess, yeah, but that's, that's kind of my problem is, like, from... If Yuka's just trying to be nasty, 100% makes sense. The problem is that the metaphor isn't really conveying what they want, which is they want someone who is experiencing what they're feeling right now and, like, that sympathy, where what they're getting is someone who is just trying to solve their problems. But what they're doing is like, no, I want us both to fail and fall into the depths of depression. I'm like, okay, cool. I, your exact metaphor of the sea is not really conducive to what you're trying to put forward, but you're just trying to be nasty, so whatever. Mm. You're, you're lashing out because you're in a bad place, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's that lashing out, and I think, I think the thing that makes it work so well is the fact that Yaguchi recognizing that they, they don't really... They don't really mean what they're saying. They don't really, they didn't really put thought into what they were saying. But, you know, they, they understand what was meant, you know, beyond this, this nasty for nasty's sake metaphor. And as with Yaguchi doing anything vaguely human, he asks three people how to interpret this and then he makes his own decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He does get the werewolf fangs as well in this section. Yeah, you, what happens when you make normal human decisions, you go, I'm going to crowdsource my opinion from three separate people and make something based on that. <laughs> you, yeah, you just it's... got beaten up by your friend about how you should have your own opinions. Holy <laughs> how are you this bad at this? Seriously, come on. Well, it's almost as if this is a problem, you know, this is a uh, persistent uh, behavioral problem of his or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You guys the whole, you, you would throw a life preserver, but you wouldn't jump in after them metaphor. The part of this that uh, struck me the hardest is uh, all you do is uh, you always try and do the right thing. You're so calm and collected. You're mm-hmm. uh, acting like you're the better person. But if all you can do is talk down to me from a right and acceptable place, I have nothing to talk with you about. Yeah, I, I really liked this part. Yeah, that, that part hit hard because it's like, does kind of tear into Yaguchi because it's like you it his work ethic isn't a character flaw but his attempts at being is it being there for someone he's he tries to be right in every situation that he's in which again isn't necessarily a character flaw but it makes him it makes him come off as you know constantly you know being on a pedestal looking down on someone especially when you consider what Yuka's problems are <laughs> Uh-huh. We we've kind of skipped over uh uh Yuka's parents. Uh well, well, we're getting I, to I, that in a second. It's so nasty, it's so below the belt, but there's a grain of truth to it that makes it so much it makes it so much pain, more painful and so much more poignant, you know, from uh Yaguchi's perspective, because like how responsible is he for other people, you know? You know, it, it, isn't he doing things to be nice? And it's like, yeah, but people don't want someone to be nice to them. They w- they want a friend who's actually helping. Like, and you are actually helping him. There's just a difference that's hard to fully convey in words. Yeah, and Yaguchi's yeah. problem with a lot of people is he keeps them at arm's length, even not intentionally. But he's like he separates himself by like an arm's width of from everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes again everything he do seem like it is uh from this like golden pedestal staring down at people instead of you know, getting down there and actually helping people where they are which is hard but as the but as uh is being conveyed to him by other characters in this manga is a more genuine way to go about it yeah, there's a and and I think maybe I think maybe uh, to to bring it back down to or back around to the subject matter of the manga itself, there is a there is an element of a lack of vulnerability for Yaguchi, which is something that's really important in art and something that gets directly touched on. When you make a really good work of art, you're inherently vulnerable because you're expressing mm-hmm. something that is uniquely your perspective, objectively your perspective, and you know, you're you're putting yourself on the line. You know, maybe you convey a perspective that people find distasteful, but like that's that's who you are. Um, and that's sort of like that element of um, you know, always trying to uh be be good, be in you know, be in that right place. There there's such a lack of vulnerability to it that is to some extent the important part. Because, uh, you know, Yuka isn't really conveying this very well <laughs> because Yuka's spiraling and not in a healthy place themselves. Yeah. Is uh, this where we get the flashback of uh, why Yuka's behaving like this? Yeah, I think I think this is where where that pops in. Um, mm. And uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, we get the, we get the first instance of uh, their parents being the worst as uh, Yuka comes home from work to their dad looking like a Junji Ito villain. <laughs> what is with this motherfucker's face? He's so creepy. Yeah, he's he's weird. It, he, uh, the, the thing is, he's she, presented as a monster because that's the perspective that 
Yuka has, you know, and it's like, mm. you know, I, I, I really, really, really do not want to defend the guy, but like, I, I, I understand the shitty logic that put him in that place. Like, I see how he got from A to B, but like, from Yuka's perspective, it's just awful, which it is, but like, you know, that's sort of, that's sort of, I feel the point of like the Junji Ito aspect of him because he is a, from Yuka's perspective, incomprehensible. Mm -hmm. I, uh, as much as I didn't like Yuka's dad in this, uh, Yuka's mom also has a level of me being upset at her because it's the kind of like reserved, I let this happen, but I'm not responsible. But I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's that self-martyring kind of uh, putting blame on the child of, oh, where did I go wrong? Why does my son have no respect for me? And if, I think it's pretty telling that all the panels of the mom are either shot from the back or mm -hmm. with her hand over her eyes. We almost never see the mom's eyes. So she's just this hunched over, like, disappointed bound that's immovable. Like a passive observer of her husband's, like, abuse, too, is, like, the mm -hmm. thing. Like, And I didn't do the abuse... And I didn't do the abuse myself, so it's not my fault. Don't look at me. Don't go to me for help. Because, like, that was one of the things, is you could say, like, where is my stuff? And the mom's answer is not, don't talk to me, I didn't do it. And I'm like, what a cowardly response. Mm -hmm. Like, I can understand maybe you've got something going on for you, but this is your child coming to you for help, and your response is, I can't answer you. And that just strikes a chord with me of, like, there, there is a, like, inherent revulsion to that. Uh, this, this stung a little bit for me. My parents were amazing. However, nobody is perfect. It was not nearly as severe a transgression as anything that happened to poor Yuka, thank goodness, because my parents, as I mentioned, were great. But, uh, I felt that. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. there, but, like... That that sort of that sort of like feeling of being abandoned by a parent in a moment of need. Oh, that was that was visceral. And like, mm -hmm. wow, I felt that. You know, it, yeah. it's so it's so yeah. real. Yeah, you know, I, I can understand that. I, I guess I can I can fully explain my thing of like my deep revulsion of this scene in particular might even just expand out to my general like concept with people. I'm like, if you have have a problem the first step for me helping you with it is you need to stand up for yourself even slightly because clearly if it's not enough for you to stand up i don't know how to help you yeah like it's, it's that level of like take the one bit of responsibility of asking for help and like standing on your own and then i will like be at your back fully but like i i need your dedication at that point cuz the worst situation to be in is helping someone who immediately says i never wanted your help and i'm like well fuck you like yeah cuz i mean and as you know you're jumping into the ocean for them you kind of want them not to uh dive down and then i found out they were never even drowning they were standing on a sandbar and i'm like what the fist <laughs> and you could does stand up for themselves they're they go uh full on like okay what the f where is all my stuff why is my room barren what happened mom what's going on here don't ask me it was probably your father 
are you kidding me? Are you not going to do anything about that? And then off from off panel, bam, whapped upside the head by the dad. And it's uh this uh uh blue period goes uh goes all out and just uh blue period does not cut around this and and it doesn't hold back and it just shows all of the awful here's the thing it shows all of the awful and then it has a sweet scene of the grandma found all the art supplies in the trash and then just brings them in and i i talked to jay a little about this um and i i walked away with the opinion i don't think grandma's all there yeah I'm not, uh, I, I think she might be going through some dementia because she seems just, comp- like, not even like the mom where she's pretending it isn't happening for her own benefit. Grandma seems legitimately unaware things are bad. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that assessment. Mm-hmm. So, like, why they, end- why they ended up in Grandma's house in the first place. I assume it's because of financial trouble. Almost certainly. Yeah, because there was, like, the whole dynamic of, because I think there was an uh, exchange where they were saying that they wanted to kick, you know, Yuka out. Or whatever. There's a weird power dynamic going on because. But then they also said that grandma wasn't entirely like she didn't have a bone. Like she had power because it's her house, but she doesn't have power. But yeah, that's the weird thing is like the parents are willing to accept Yuka's behavior because grandma owns the house. But then grandma can't do anything to stop it, which led me to believe she's not there. But it, it's a weird family dynamic. Like, outside of the the abuse, like, just the power structure is strange. I think there is an element of uh, Grandma isn't all there because uh, I do think that there is a level of... Uh, she, do- she doesn't really understand what the situation between uh, Yuka and their parents actually is. Just the way that, that she's presented in the panels and the way that she talks, it really does seem like she genuinely is not all there and doesn't quite understand what's going on either that or this grandma is the biggest stoic in the universe able to just go up to beloved uh grandchild like oh yeah all the shit that was thrown away here you go have it back it's no big deal it could also be like what uh jacob was saying earlier is yuka's scenes are I gotta be careful because i'm not pretending like yuka's lying about this but yuka's scenes are very dramatically framed and, like, the dad is always portrayed as a monster. The mom is always hiding her face. And grandma is always a shining beacon of sunshine. Yuka's life is told in a very stark way. So that also might be why grandma's coming off so weird. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's possible. No, because there are also some things that I'm putting together. Grandma was able to keep tabs of Yuka's accomplishments, you know, as they were pursuing art or whatever the fact that that grandma retrieved the art supplies and was able to say like i'm just saying like i'm envisioning like completely out of left field like old lady digging through trash or like noticing trash there's art supplies in there well why is that in there but i don't know i'm I'm... it's weird and i'm wondering if it's part of this is like yuka's perception of it Because yeah, I could totally, could. I could totally see Grandma being the type that's not confrontational. Like she does keep that, you know, glowing demeanor, but she, like, she knows. But it's not. That's a Japanese cultural thing of not confronting people. Yeah, read the room, as it were. Yeah, I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but I'm just like, it just seems odd for her if she had dementia or was suffering from any other type of degenerative like condition why there would be that 
I guess, connection yeah. to this art supplies. This is your art supplies. Don't you need that for, you know, your exam? Or you really like art? Like that to me, no, like connotes the fact that grandma knows this is important to you. And I don't know. She's, she's present. Yeah, I think that cultural aspect is important because I mean, you know, one of the one of the things that's important to like Yuka's perspective and why they go into the tirade that they do that ultimately ends up going too far. We don't know the details, you know, we don't know what it looks like. Like we've only ever seen the parents and the grandma relative to Yuka in particular. Mm-hmm. So how much is it a it's a matter of it's a Japanese cultural thing that you just Maybe she mm-hmm. knows more than she's letting on and unwilling to confront about. You know, it, it, we don't know. And that's sort of the point. Yeah. Um, the, su- the dad is the son, right? No, the, the mother, uh, it's uh, the maternal grandma. Yeah, uh, because she, she says mom to yeah. the grandma at one point. But I'm just thinking, yeah. like, possibly she feels like she has to listen to the son-in-law then because he is the man of the house. Yeah. He's- oldest man in the house i'm assuming oldest because you know there's like lines that are not to be crossed because it's her house but otherwise you know mm-hmm. yeah lo- long story short yuka's family has a weird dynamic that we really can't get to the yeah. bottom of they're they're f- long story short <laughs> now then let's have another intense emotional scene between yuka and yatara yeah yaguchi tracks down yuka and uh this is where he gives his response of no, I'm not going to drown with you. I'm going to jump in and we're going to swim. And mm-hmm. again, I, I, I really liked that moment because it's not giving an answer to the question of, you know, how responsible is someone for somebody else's well-being, but it is, it's not the answer, but it's an answer. It's Yaguchi's answer. And honestly, it's an answer I kind of identify with. Uh, it's something that I personally aspire to. So if I remember correctly, is it that he says, will both swim or is like his response to well what if we start drowning he's like well i'll swim uh, i i won't drown i'll swim and yeah. you could and you're just like ah hope what's this hope book <laughs> yeah i because i i think that's also kind of keying into what we talked about earlier about like how much are you responsible because at that point he's saying like well i can i'll jump in and try and help you if that's the if like a life preserver is not working but here's the thing if what you're going to do is just drag us down both to the bottom, I, I can swim. I, mm-hmm. it, if, if I'm going to help you and it's not going to help either of us, sorry. Like, I have to, I have to swim. Yeah, and, and the, I got to the... say, one of my favorite things about this particular exchange is, one of the important things is um, to note is that when the story is focusing on Yaguchi, it does have that strong verisimilitude like I was talking about. It's got that truth to life of um, this This is how things would probably actually go if you were someone following the same trajectory. When we're focusing on Yuka, it does get a lot more dramatic to the point where even the dialogue becomes, you know, like something kind of soap opera-y. Yeah, intentionally and- melodramatic to, to good effect. Yaguchi steps on the train saying the I'll swim line with Yuka just standing there behind him wide-eyed and it it feels so much like a shot out of a out of a soap and what are the things feels like really a liked? it feels like a pan, panel of a manga which is weirdly <laughs> enough not something that blue period normally does it's normally yeah. more real than that but I I I love the very next panel of the next page which is uh 
Yaguchi's face, he's trying for a confident, cocky smile. He looks so unsure. <laughs> he he's caught halfway between like a like panicked screaming and trying to pull a smug, heh, well, what do you think, look. <laughs> that's kind of his that's kind of the the truth of reality that surrounds him breaking through Yuka's drama. <laughs> I I love the whole scene of Yaguchi and Yuka on the train because Yuka's being a little bit of a drama queen going like, well, I won't kill myself yet. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't die yet. Yeah, it's being vague and doom and gloomy. And part of it is for attention is the problem. And Yaguchi's just like, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's go. I'm not going to die, but come on. You said you wanted to go see the ocean. Let's go see the ocean. That's a mm-hmm. that's a long way i I was kind of using it more as a metaphor nope we're gonna go see the ocean you said you wanted to go see the ocean come on <laughs> we're, we're going. gonna go do this stupid thing you wanted to do <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just because that's as far as the train goes so they get to the end of the line they get out it's the middle of winter and they're right on the coast so they're both instantly freezing because they were yeah. in the city prior. So the temperature probably dropped a good, like, 20 degrees, just not being surrounded by buildings. Uh-huh. So it's Yuka, like, okay. Yuka is in uh, hot pants. Uh-huh. Yep. Because the hose never cold. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I needed to break the tension. <laughs> so did you make any plans for what we're going to do here? Or Nope, we just went to the ocean. Cool. Uh, well, I guess we should get a place for the night. Love hotels come up yet again. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sensing a theme here. I ship it. Me too. Honestly, me too. I love how the manga is just like, I'm going to put a hole in this ship right here because it's yum. <laughs> Gucci specifically says like, uh, he's getting um, ragged on by Yuko's is like, oh, you want to go to, I didn't know you, you were so innocent, not even wanting to go into a love hotel. I was like, I don't want to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's just in denial. Uh, it's a really good scene. He's so mad. Uh, all of my favorite parts, they then need to find a hotel because it's the middle of the night. They are freezing out by the ocean. And they're like, well, we are recent high school graduates. Can we find a hotel for less than $40 a night? <laughs> and you could come to the rescue with knowledge I assume comes from a chaste place for some reason. Hey, I've got an app for finding cheap hotels from, like, when you need them very quickly. Okay, Yuka. Uh, okay. I'm sure you I'm sure that's knowledge you've obtained for good reasons. Um. I mean, I hate to say it, but, uh, and, and sorry to bring the drama up again, but I do feel like that may have uh, something to do actually with Yuka's home life. Needing to find cheap places to stay away from their home for a night might be something that Yuka has needed yeah. regularly. Which, I mean, that was sort of my read on the situation. I I think there are equal column A, column B is probably... Yeah, I, I, I will say very much there is evidence for your interpretation. I won't say you're wrong, but... I'm more concerned by the fact that this online app they had uh, requires you to denote the gender of the two um, people staying. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just... Because um, you did need to fill that out because that is something brought up by the hotel person who we established did not know who they were because it's not like they called and made this reservation. It was done through the website or whatever. He comes out and goes like, okay, I got a room for two guys. Looks up and sees uh, Yuka and you. 
Yaguchi's <laughs> like, so, um, is your friend in drag? Yeah. Oh. Do you refuse men in drag? Nope. I'll show you to your room. <laughs> She's asking, just making conversation here. I'm pointing out the fact I've got this on my registry and it is not matching what I'm seeing, just confirming you're the right reg reservation. I don't ask a lot of questions. I run a cheap hotel. It kind of comes with a territory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your room. And uh, have fun, you two. Good night. I love, I love Hotel Keeper. He's great. <laughs> he is pretty great. Nameless hospitality man. Best father figure you just had all all manga. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> like, yeah. The bar uh, arguably could not be lower. But yeah, while uh, while Yuka's taking a bath, Yuchi falls asleep in a chair and uh, as has apparently become the custom while sleeping, begins mauling the hell out of his rash-covered arm. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you have like a rash or whatever. You end up like attacking it in your sleep. Are, do, do you have hives? Yeah, it's the stress. Oh, you should you should do something about that, buddy. No. Thanks, friend. It's fine. Once the test is over, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I love how the excuse he gives, too, is like, it's like, okay, come on, we did your thing for the night. Uh, I've got cram school. I'm going to skip the first six hours of it, and then the second half, I'll be, I'll have one more painting I can do before the end, and this whole time, it's like, well, aren't you kind of killing an entire practice session, like coming with me to the ocean? I've got art supplies. I'm never going to stop drawing. <laughs> okay, cool. Hmm. But, uh, anyway, uh, Yaguchi has not slept well for <laughs> several days, so uh, he takes a nice bath and gets uh, a nice night of sleep. Mm -hmm. Finds Yuka standing out by the ocean. Uh, does not find them in the uh, in the room and panics for a little bit. Yeah, that mm -hmm. it, it very much is the case where uh, the manga is is fully aware of the of the storytelling language it's using, and almost as much to the audience as to Yaguchi, <laughs> Yuka looks up from uh, their uh, spot on the beach watching the ocean. Like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay, God. A really Probably. cool moment, honestly, that parlays into my absolute favorite moment of our reading. Uh, a little bit after that. Yeah, they get breakfast, which wasn't included, but Hospitality Man made more than he needed. Yeah, I was about to say, Hospitality Man, I've got a running theory here. I assume he thought they were, um, like, young gay lovers running away from the city for the weekend. Just graduated high school, and it's like, ah, yes, society won't accept their love, so they came here to my inn. I'm gonna give them a nice breakfast, but I won't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Look, I'm not gonna lie. If the uh, if the story goes in that direction, I wouldn't complain about it. Told you, I ship it. <laughs> they do a lot of romantic tension, but I think uh -huh. they also do a lot of it on purpose because that's just Yuka's character. Yuka yeah. has a lot of romantic tension with everybody. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, Yuka is very flirty. That's that's uh, that's an element of their their character when they're being their natural selves. And speaking of Yuka being flirty after they have a nice breakfast, um, the obvious conclusion is, uh, well, we've got three hours before checkout, and obviously when you're in a hotel, you stay until the very last minute before checkout, right? That's, that's how that works. Aha. Uh -huh. So I guess we're stuck in a hotel room with nothing to do. Hey, want to draw yourself naked? 
I'm sorry? What? Yucca mentions. And this is this is actually very similar to something that happened in Berserk, where I love storytelling for this exact reason. Because Yuka explains, I can't kill myself yet because a friend told me that um, if you really felt like you had to uh, kill yourself, then uh, strip naked and do it in front of everybody. If you're too embarrassed because of what people will think about you to strip naked in front of people, then you, you're not ready to go yet. You could never say that to someone in real life. Oh, yeah. But like there, there, there's such a there's such a truth to that of that element of like the 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 desire the desire to end it isn't actually a desire to end it. It's a desire to make the bad things go away at any cost, you know. And if you still you know if you still care about what people think about you, then you still have something you know worth continuing for. There's such a profoundness to it. This is so much more extreme than any real life element. This isn't real life here, but like it is a magnification of a truth. Mm -hmm. That sort of idea is something I've never really been able to put into words until I read this part of Blue Period. And it's just like it it, it really stood out to me. And then they decide to do nude self-portraits. Yeah, this scene is something. They, uh... You want to talk about sexual tension between Yaguchi and Yuka? <laughs> uh Yaguchi -huh. explicitly avoids the sexual tension. There's... Yeah. He is aware. So, have you ever drawn yourself in the nude? No, so why don't you give it a shot? Okay, but you have to as well. Wait, what? Are, are you really that desperate to see me naked? No, no, I'm putting up a partition. We're going to be on <laughs> yeah, either yeah, side. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's just a few drops of gay panic in Yaguchi in this scene. <laughs> 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 a few, a few for flavor, and, and they leave the window open. Reminder: It's February. Yeah, Yaguchi uh. complains about that. <laughs> They're both nude in a room with the window wide open in the dead of winter on the coast. Like, come on, guys. I mean, I mean, in all fairness, uh, Yaguchi does paint himself blue in the end, so uh, probably because he's slowly dying of hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's interesting from a character perspective because you know we get like a page that's basically entirely just a full shot of uh, Yaguchi in the mirror, and you know he's a character in a manga. He it, he's a handsome character in a manga. He's drawn to be you know at baseline appealing. Uh, but the way he describes himself is a bunch of thin rubber with patches of hair in places, which I didn't, I didn't expect that descriptive text. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but that hit me for some reason. Just describing the human body as uh, stretches of rubber with hair stuck to it. It, it very much speaks. It's to visceral. Yeah, it's it's very visceral and it speaks uh very strongly to uh the way that Yaguchi sees himself. You know, like we've we've been talking about like the element of um uh you know Yaguchi always putting on masks and never like being his real self and and stuff like that, you know. There there might be some self-loathing issues associated with uh uh with the reason why Yaguchi has some of the bad habits that he does. 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, and this ends up this ends up being an important through line for the rest of our reading section. Aha. Yeah, the, we have this really emotionally intense scene of the two of them naked drawing Seriously themselves. drawing each other. Really intense. Uh-huh. Hanging out. With, hanging out with the buds. Not not each other themselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, uh Again, they got the partition up. Yeah. And I mean there's even there's even a uh, a fun bit afterward where uh Oba Sensei is curious to see uh <laughs> We have an interesting bit where uh again talking about self-perception, um Yuka uh confesses that there was uh, a girl that they've always loved and uh Yaguchi's like, Oh yeah, the friend you were talking about earlier, right? You're not acting very surprised. I mean, you did say you confessed to a guy before, and it's like... assume that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did, because I love... And Yuka, as much as says, uh, I find both men and women attractive, but look at me. It'd be way easier if I was only into men. <laughs> it's like... Look at me. Just look at me. <laughs> yeah, there, that, is, that is at once a... a very quintessentially Yuka statement, and also really sad mm -hmm. and frustrating. <laughs> so, a... so is that why you've been doing the uh, cutesy feminine voice lately? Trying to fit that character? Yeah, sucks, doesn't it? It's uh, a oh. lot of emotion in this, and I'm not yeah. sure how to process most of it personally. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is rough. Uh, but we do, we do get more of a, <laughs> almost seemingly intentionally, you get, uh, okay, back to the exams, and then there's a special extra chapter of them all, uh, going out and recommending lunch places that is about as, uh, about as light, fluffy, and non-threatening as something <laughs> can possibly get. <laughs> you know, because I mean, again... The, the, like the deft use of uh, or the deft managing of tone in this series, you know, we've been very complimentary of Yuka's story because it's so good, in part because the series really knows how to handle tone. My uh, my favorite part about the little lunch stop was uh, Yaguchi's um, picks the ramen place and he's like, I always get the special. It's super spicy. Oh, do you like spicy? Nope. Can't handle it at all. Th then why? Because it really gets your heart pumping, doesn't it? It makes you feel alive. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because <laughs> like, I'm not a bitch, that's why. Yeah. It's, it's literally, I hate spicy foods, but I eat it because I need to. Well, does uh, he hate it or he just can't tolerate it? He, he does not handle it well, I suppose, is the... Mm -hmm. Like, he gets off on the thrill. It, it makes him feel alive. I feel so connected with everything because everything, all my synapses are snapping. Like, why the hell did you do that? But uh, my uh, my other favorite part was when uh, Oba Sensei was looking over his uh, new drawing. He was just like, "Oh, so you went with you skipped out on class to go to buy the ocean and do nude portraits with your friend in a hotel room overnight?" Yes. <laughs> so did you show each other your pieces? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. <you> mean, <laughs> um. Yes. So... <laughs> yes. He he can't handle that idea of showing it to anybody. <laughs> uh, it's pretty great. 
Skipping a beat. Yeah, this sounds like something, you know, teenagers do. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's important to take a good, hard look at the naked body. Showing it to someone else means that you really accept yourself as you are. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is feeling really uncomfortable. I, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Is this another one of those revelation moments? Yes. <laughs> now go ruminate on that, okay, kid? Get a good okay. night's sleep. And then nothing will go wrong for the second exam tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely nothing will go wrong. That's where I, that that's why there was this incredibly dramatic all black panel of Yaguchi dying? <laughs> yes. Yes, he actually died. He's, he's not actually dying, but like goddamn. No, it's a Saint Elsewhere situation. Uh the entire rest of it is a coma dream as Yaguchi slowly dies. No. Yes. <laughs> It's just, it goes from the panel of uh, all black, you know, him wincing, uh, throb onomatopoeia, to him in the bath with the rash-covered arm, and it's like, okay. Okay, something's, this ain't good. I also like how um, when Yuka said uh, bye to him, uh, they had gotten him a tube of rash be gone, and he just goes, wow, way to be a grandma. <laughs> 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 You probably should have used it, Higuchi. Yeah, that might have helped. But anyway, uh, the the second exam starts. Um, they are all there bright and early because they have to be. And Yaguchi gets assigned. Uh, unfortunately, um, his number implies that he has to go to the eighth floor. And he brought all of his oil paints. So he has about 50 pounds of equipment. And... Uh, Lo and behold, on the day of the test, the elevators are out of service. And it's written to imply they, they broke down. Almost certainly, if I was the school, I would have just shut the elevators down because you'd have a whole bunch of people cramming in with very heavy equipment. That's just going to yeah. put unnecessary work on the elevators. Possible implication that maybe uh, they just shut off the elevators. Oh, but uh, unfortunately, that means Yaguchi has to climb so many steps and as he sees like people he's like eight floors is basically impossible for any human and i have to do it with 50 pounds and i'm like okay hold on eight flights of steps is not but okay whatever um, it's it's a lot but it's not like you're you're a 18 19 year old boy i'm sure you can handle eight flights of steps come on uh-huh and a reasonably athletic one too like come on <laughs> <laughs> we we've gotten intimately acquainted with his physique in the last story beat. So yeah. But uh he he goes past about two floors, sees people failing, and then suddenly just gets hit with, oh crap, no, I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> yep. Okay, nope, this ain't good. Uh and proceeds to uh... fever dream all over the stairs as people just rush past him because hey, look, someone else failed. <laughs> the latest in a long line of people who have failed at this exam. I can't stop to help him. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, God, I just gotta get up and get to the exam. Oh, hey, Mori-senpai, why are you here? I, oh, no, it's uh, Yurosuke. Worse. <laughs> it's infinitely worse because he's like, oh, good, you can help me. And then realizes, oh, no. Meanwhile, he's just like, what is this nerd doing? Who's Mori-senpai? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm hallucinating. 
You don't need to worry about me. I'll get up there. And then Kiwana shows up, grabs all of his equipment, puts it on her shoulders, and flies up the stairs. Like, Don't God get time damn. for this. You can go to the nurse when you're dead. And then Yuguchi's like, <laughs> you're right. I can go to the nurse when I'm dead. More importantly, he, he's coming to the conclusion, if I'm really feeling like completely like I'm going to die, I'll go to the nurse after the, I've gotten the prompt. Because if I don't show up for the prompt, I that is unlike That's the you end. You can't get out of that. Yeah. If he's there for the prompt and then has to leave and then like day one is scratched, he has two days to make it up, but... Which, yeah. uh, as it turns out, uh, about that... <laughs> yep, because uh, as he, he walks up, he, he makes it in there. He's barely holding on. Um, he feels a little better after that whole thing. Um, and as luck would have it, after having done a new drawing for the first time, the uh, <laughs> prompt for um, the exam this year is nude portraiture. Yeah. As it turns out. Yeah, I, I, I read this part and I'm like, like, well, he's got some shonen protagonist luck, doesn't he? <laughs> first he had his mirror break, and the exact thing he just did his first practice on. Now here, paint this naked lady and make sure to include the your uh, fellow examinees in the background. Okay. <laughs> sure, I'm just going to rest my eyes while I think about the... And he passes out and sleeps through most of the exam day. Oh, not there. He wakes up before lunch, right? Yeah, he well, he yeah. wakes up by the lunch bell. So he's able to, like, you know, prep his canvas and everything, but... Yeah, but yeah. I mean, depending on how... I mean, this is obviously a fever-induced sleep, but I mean, the first, the first um, time slot there was mostly for, like, planning out what you were going to do, so it's not an entire loss here, and potentially, if he had, was able to guide his fever-induced dreams, <laughs> yeah. potentially still was productive. You, you, you can defend this all you want. I just want to point out that this uh, exam had a proctor, Presumably, yeah. that just yeah. let someone pass out from a fever and did nothing about it. That's yeah, they the have, thing they that are, they, have they have supervision. But it was really interesting how, like, the other students in the class, because we, we get a snap of them walking out of the class, like, that dude totally fell asleep. Yeah, he totally did. No one at any point, like, threw anything at him or tried to wake him up. I imagine the proctor just walked over to him, checked to make sure he's still breathing. Yeah, his heart's still beating. Okay, get back to it. It's part of the process. You don't understand. He's a genius. <laughs> I don't want to have to pass out from a fever for my art. <laughs> no, I'm just envisioning like some hoity-toity like artist type who's just like, you woke me up. That is essential to my my brainstorm and my process. <laughs> my process. How dare you ruined it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but basically, day one, uh, he's awake for the second half and barely gets the prep work done that everyone else already had of like pre-painting the base colors on his canvas and then doing some sketch work. Yep. But um, as as it is, he ends up walking away from that goes to uh gets a call from Oba Sensei, I believe, because he he, he heads straight home because he almost died. Uh, he heads straight <laughs> home and collapses into bed as one should. And uh Oba Sensei being the amazing troll she is just calls and is just like, yeah, you you fucked up. 
Uh, <laughs> try harder. We can try and salvage this, but uh, you f***ed up. <laughs> look, 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 look. Okay, I'm not going to lie. You're pretty boned, but you're not entirely boned. So let's see what we can do with this. What was your theme? I was thinking of going with the naked body as you as you are. Okay, that's super basic. We were really going to have to work on this one. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, that's possibly the most generic theme I have ever heard. I know, I you should know me by now. I only do generic themes. I know, I just expected better of you, and uh, frankly, as your instructor, that's on me at this point. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sense jeez. Thing is, yeah, I, we're only slightly exaggerating. Yeah, I was going to say, it's phrased more nicely than that, but that is basically what she says. So you're going to use an advantage, right? An advantage? Yeah, I mean, dude, you're obviously medically ill. I'm talking about, like, taking some aspirin, maybe putting in, maybe wearing some glasses and having a compress on your head. My boy, Yaguti here, thinks taking aspirin for his headache, wearing his glasses instead of his contacts because his eyes hurt, and wearing a cooling compress on his head is cheating. And I don't understand why. Look, he, he, he said it himself. He's only an honor student because he studies so hard. He might not have a lot of inherent intelligence he's working with. Uh, uh, he, he, even admi he even admits that he feels stupid for thinking in such a rigid way. Mm -hmm. my, my other favorite part is Oba Sensei gives him the um, thing of like, hey, here's the thing. Maybe you can just check out what everyone else is doing and do something based on that. You haven't started yet, so you're losing no ground doing the kind of crappy cheaty way of wait until other people have progress and copy that and he's like okay i will and then gets in beginning of day two looks around wait no god people just did their pre-painting no one started <laughs> except, except the character everyone hates with no exception <laughs> that everyone hates <laughs> that little f prick. <laughs> As mentioned last time, I can't even refute that I identify with him because I hate him. <laughs> I, I do like uh, his response. There's only two days left. When this is over, I'm going to go play Pokemon and fall asleep. <laughs> Mood. Mood. <laughs> God, what, stop making me identify with this little shit manga. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, but but essentially he's the only one who has like prep work done on his pose and everything. And he's just like, no, he's really good at art. Crap. <laughs> um, what do I do? Because clearly I can't copy that. Uh, wait a second. I can't copy that. I can't copy stats. I'm, I'm just joking. He doesn't do that. But it feels kind of <laughs> like that of his like chain yeah. of logic to where. He gets of like, wait, no, everyone's an individual. It's not just me as me. Everyone is them. I know what I must do now. Mushrooms. Like, okay, I'm glad you know Yaguchi because I I had a little trouble following you there. You sure you don't <laughs> still have fever brain? Huh? I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. Hey, he used it to his advantage. My, my favorite thing is, <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing is, uh, he's midway through, just pours a bunch of turpentine onto a rag, and you see the girl next to him just go like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and the <laughs> proctor's like, "There's always one, one wacko <laughs> in every class. Let's see always if it works out for him." And there's one wacko who does something crazy to try to make up for our lack of talent, and okay, 
one of the one of the things I really like about it is Yaguchi finally gets the whole like you know uh, being self centered thing of you know he has to be vulnerable he has to give his perspective you know and quite frankly it's something that I personally don't agree with Yaguchi's perspective on people being inherently uh, bad and you know uh, but it's his perspective and he's not trying to cater to the prompt in the way he thinks the proctors want to see it. He's making this piece entirely for himself from his perspective, forget almost, almost to the sense of forget the prompt, uh, forget what I think they want from the prompt. I'm doing it my way, you know, and that's what's, that's how he's able to like get something better than naked is as you are ultra basic, uh, perspective mm -hmm. what he ultimately goes with is he ends up painting uh very thickly around the model to represent the uh other examinees uh you know the clothed people observing the nude model and going with the idea that uh the nude model is more true as a result of that and he, he leaves he leaves section like some of the the detailing on the model is actually bare canvas instead yeah, of he, he, he used his turpentine to like wash away the oil canvas or the paint in the shape of the model to like l get the canvas laid bare as her skin. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, and, and even uh, Yorosuke is able to go. Uh, that's what you're going for, huh? Shit, that's actually pretty good. He has, uh, Yaguchi has such a great reaction to someone seeing his uh, incomplete piece and getting what he's going for. He has such a, you understand. He, he, he also cries happy, he cries happy tears for 15 minutes if you do the math. Because it's <laughs> the beginning of lunch and he's done crying five minutes until they have to go back. Like, I I feel that I I yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> he thinks I've improved. I think I think Yosuke's exact words are: "I didn't think you'd actually be able to improve that much." That pisses me off. Well, yeah, because yeah. he's a little shit and he has to phrase it in a negative way. This is yeah. uh, this is where we get the the Yodasuke quote of how much he's still a little shit. Of just like you, you, he says, like, "Oh yeah, you're so confident." Uh, excuse me, I'm not confident. I'm just really good at art. I'm not, you wouldn't say I'm really good at pooping or eating food, would you? I just do those because they're natural. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You obviously knew what he meant. You're just being pedantic because you need to disagree with him. Uh... Yes. Oh Intense stare, though. I'm like, your eyes are like popping out of your head, dude. Like, Chill. Like, you can't. You can can't take a fucking compliment. You've got to somehow turn this into you being smarter than him. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yep. Uh, this is dialed up to eleven to the point where I don't fully identify with him. But uh, yeah, it still hurts a little. It hurts less than last time. Last time, last time was more natural. But uh... last time of the, I'm not immediately. Yeah, I'm not immediately succeeding at art school. So. Uh... Mommy, please take me home. I'm being challenged. Yeah, yeah, that 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 hurt more. That hurt more. 
Because that was also that was also like at a nine. Uh, yeah. In terms of intensity, where this is an eleven, so it didn't hurt hurt quite as much. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I hate this character so much. But uh, oh. the final chapter of our reading after the exam is over and <laughs> Yaguchi's health is restored. Who'd have thunk? How about that? When you just have like a day old like stomach bug or something. Mm-hmm. Uh he is waiting for the results of the exam to the point where the exam results are coming out during his graduation ceremony, so he's not even going to that. It's the no, it's the graduation party. No, is, it's this no. is a ceremony. He like legitimately he's he's, he's Oh, is it the his, ceremony? He's missing his high school graduation. Yeah, he's missing the graduation. He's not walking for the diploma. He's just... Uh... Oh, that's right, because one of his teachers confronts him about it later. You're right, it is he is skipping the ceremony. Goddamn. Yes, yeah. so he is going to the results of his art exam. He is skipping his high school graduation. There is also an after party for the high school party, and he is intending to go there. Or at least he says he's going to go there. I gotta say, another another extremely relatable thing is uh, the few pages where Yaguchi's just like, okay, I completed the massive thing, the big thing that has consumed my entire life, the only thing I've been able to focus on for the past what feels like forever, it's done, it's over, what do I do now? <laughs> I'm adrift. And uh, as someone who just recently moved, yeah. 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 It's uh, it's quite the thing to just finally be at the end of something like that and just be like, okay, I guess I'm just kind of in that interstitial period between one major event and the other. Uh, how do I now? How what? do I how do I live in these <laughs> moments again? Uh, but uh, he skips the graduation ceremony. He goes to uh, <laughs> he goes to uh. The exam results. There's a very cute moment where he runs into uh, Kuara, and they're both just like, "Ah, shit! I was hoping I wouldn't see someone I recognized." No. <laughs> but uh, they go up to the final list of admitted examinees, and uh, manga really screwed with me at this point a little bit with the battling because it's Yaguchi pulling out a ticket, looking up like, "What? What?" And then a full page uh, showing his ticket and just enough of the board to show his number on it. And it took me (laughs) not very long, but like more than a brief glance to notice and correlate it and be like, holy shit, let's go! Well, yeah, because that's that's the position that Yaguchi is in. Like he he knows what number it is, and we know what number it is because the the ticket with the number on it is dominating the page. The panel. So you know, it's like all of the numbers blending together is represented by them being like faded out on the page. So you're you start scanning what you can what you can make out clearly, and the second number in the first row, there it is. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Kawana actually didn't get in. There's like two whole pages dedicated to her screaming out and then just being like, oh, well, I've got a concert to get to. Later, Yaguchi. Bye. I'm not there... suppressing anything. 
Well, and I mean, like, there, there's such an element of uh, before they actually see if their numbers are there, they both explain to each other, yeah, I have a thing for after this. It's either going to be a celebration or a consolation prize. We're going to go find out which. <laughs> it, it, is, it is so real and it's so painful, and I love it. Yep. Uh, but uh, our boy got in, and of course, so did Yodosuke-kun, because... Uh, well, something's just got to happen for the for the for the plot shonen, for the shonen rivalry. Uh, we gotta we gotta have this guy around reminding me of all of my flaws as a teenager. I, I mean, everything we've known about him, there was no chance he wasn't getting, and he was as close to a shoe in for the school as anything. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but, well, uh, and I mean that is that is kind of the cool part because like. You, you do expect him to get in, but also, strictly speaking, you kind of expected uh, um, uh, Ko... Uh, oh, what's her name? Koana. Koana? Koana. Uh, yeah, you kind of expect Koana to get in, too, and she doesn't. Because mm -hmm. she, ha she has that element of being a shoo-in as well. Uh, and that is the thing. Well, we we'd seen a bunch of it, yeah. In fact, a lot of a lot of the uh, training arc was Yaguchi comparing himself to her, mm -hmm. uh, and feeling that he came up short. But like, you know, this sort of is that that element of it's like you can take the test again next year. So, like, strictly speaking, mm -hmm. nobody has the main character shields to guarantee passing. Just try, because how how normal is it that some like isn't it like most people impossibly like, rare have have to try at least a couple times like it's, oh yeah uh, the 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 expect to do it at least thrice before you give up and don't get in is usually what people tell you yeah, yeah. And he got it he got it from literally working himself almost to death and working himself <laughs> sick he got it in the first try so that's all that's all you got to do people. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just right. gonna say, Yaguchi, please do not take this as a lesson. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> you just gotta work yourself to the bone. I don't understand. You can go from complete novice to like obviously getting into your dream school in the first try. No, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> but uh the little hope note we end on we end our reading on is uh Yaguchi is basically just doing a victory lap of telling all the people in his life that he did it <laughs> and you know, a bunch of happy reactions. Um, and uh, he goes to tell his uh, God, I, I I feel bad. I can't remember her name, but the uh, the the high teacher who got teacher. him into yeah, yeah. the teacher who yeah. got him into art. Yeah, Gilf Sensei. <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> oh my god! You still what? What? Uh, I'm pretty sure I made that on... same joke last episode. Ugh. I think we thought you were a degenerate then as well <laughs> anyway uh mori senpai stops by to say hello and it's like oh you just missed yaguchi like again why does this again? keep happening <laughs> anyway you want to see the part that got him admitted into tua yeah oh that's amazing it, it's a nice little hope spot of his senpai seeing his art and thinking that it's good and i'm like ah oh, it's so sweet <laughs> Uh, at least the original that's the, pieces because he's told that he has to make like replicas of it yeah he has to make yeah. reproductions of it yeah that's that's the ship that's probably going to happen but i i still i still ship uh yuka and yaguchi yep yep <sighs> but that uh brings us to the end of our reading so we have to ask the uh 
the eternal question of uh, favorite character, particularly if it was uh, different from last time. Unfortunately, uh, in my case, uh, different char- or favorite character has not changed. It's still Yuka. Yuka is great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about them is amazingly entertaining. Uh, the drama is gripping. The character design is fun. The emotional intensity... I, I don't... I don't! <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's that explanation. Uh, Matt, how about you? Favorite character? Um, oh man, I... Yaguchi is a strong pick. I really like him in this. I, I like how he worked himself into a frenzy and then suffered the consequences for it rather than what he's been doing currently, which is continued working hard until thing was achieved. And I, I love I love in stories like this where like protagonist doesn't just get to hard work himself out of anything like he hard worked himself into like a serious disadvantage. It's hard to say because like also a big through line is Yuka's story like. They're a great character. Uh, one I probably like the best, though, like beyond just like this was really good story told from the character. Uh, Oba Sensei had some of the funniest lines. Just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Oba Sensei was a riot. And uh, we saw a lot more of uh, Oba Sensei from a lot of like different perspectives we hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay, favorite character? Sure. Um, I always just like Hashida's laid back character. Um, and. I guess sometimes he has the tendency to kind of say things out of left field, whether or not he is fully aware of the situation or the gravity that he pulls is to be determined, but I don't know. I really like him as a character and I really enjoyed being exposed to, you know, him as a, to getting a fuller perspective of himself and, you know, kind of his background because last reading, he was like kind of mysterious. We got to meet his sisters who seem to have their wonky, character traits um and i guess a close second would have to be yuka as well there's just a lot of uh, a lot of growth and angst and layers there that are really intriguing indeed indeed and jacob uh yeah i mean uh yaguchi and yuka definitely are the two standout characters i believe last time uh i i had to admit uh my level of identifying with the little girl was uh <laughs> made him my favorite last time but uh this time again he was dialed up to 11 so i didn't feel quite as connected to him um but uh yeah i mean like boy the fact that they just went all out with just there was so much that we were speculating on where yuka's story could go in in our previous reading section and like man it not only delivered on the most daring story it could but man did it pull it off and just yuka was a truly captivating character both in the sense of the uh the high like the high heights of you know yuka being like an, an enjoyable character but also how low they got and like like the elements of I kind of really like that their metaphor was kind of terrible and it, you know, it showed how, you know, how bad it was at the time, you know, just the, the emotional journey of that character is definitely something that stood out for me. All right. And, uh, since this is, you know, an art manga, uh, let's see, uh, favorite piece of work presented in our, uh, reading for uh, this particular segment. 
man, it's kind of hard to say. There was a obviously there was a lot of good. That's kind of the point of the manga. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say um, one that I thought was uh, uh, interesting compositionally was, and actually the two I'm going to shout out are actually both of them from uh, the Bone Museum because the I mean, I I I kind of agree with the. Uh, with the girl who really likes the the bones uh i i i uh but like compositionally uh one of the ones was uh she actually ended up uh having the people looking at the bones be the main subject of the uh of the piece and that was actually what had been called out is like all of these look the same that's bad now look at this one and you know she did something different Mm -hmm. And like that was that was the lesson that Oba Sensei used. And I thought that was pretty cool, uh, you know, sort of like the uh, the twisting of the prompt in that way. But the one that I think that just looked the coolest was I really liked the um, it was like crocodile looking jaws sticking straight up. And that, that one just I, I, I liked the look of it uh, the yeah. most. I think that one was Higuchi's. That was pretty cool. Uh, Matt, Jay, any opinions on this particular uh, question? Um, I have to say my favorite piece would have been the Yaguchi's nude drawing. Mm -hmm. I want to say just because I like looking at, um, I like pieces that center around the human form. And so I just really enjoyed the the depth and the attention to detail, but also internally, I'm also um, really, I guess, envious of the conf of the confidence of doing that, you know, being able to look at yourself nude in a mirror for hours and sketch every detail, mm -hmm. um, but also to, you know, really study yourself in that, in that um, time while knowing you're not completely alone, I guess. I'm also impressed with the fact that he was still able <laughs> to concentrate. Even if there was a screen, yeah, it's still like, yeah. my friend's and on the other side naked. The, uh, and we're uh, just there, chit-chatting. There's the, there's the element of, uh, he's not quite brave enough to show it to anybody, but it's still, uh, uh, the, the guts to just do it in the first place is still impressive. Mm-hmm. Especially with the window opened in the middle of uh, winter next to the ocean. Absolute frickin' insanity. <laughs> uh, one of the ones that I really liked, and this is just because I like weird abstract, but uh, it was actually the final like practice piece we see from Yaguchi before the first exam. Uh, I believe it's in chapter 15 that we see it, but uh, uh, it's it's a bird like figure rendered in white that's uh behind like i don't know it looks like a humanoid figure with kind of a jar for a head maybe maybe i've got elden ring brain but <laughs> I, it's one of those art pieces that you look at it and you go okay but why what i feel like there's a story here and i need to know what it is or come up with it on my own And uh, Matt, how about you? Um, I mean, I, I got to go with his, his um, uh, Yaguchi's uh, exam piece number two, the, 
new drawing figure. And like when I saw him get the turpentine out, I'm like, oh, that's going to look so cool. A lot of things that Yuguchi has done so far, I've come away going like, that's a neat concept or like, yeah, that's a cool idea. The like second uh, exam piece, I was like, that is a really cool piece of art you just made. Yeah, and clearly it was because it uh, it did the thing and got him into the school. <laughs> yep, is very powerful. All right, and uh, the other uh, eternal question: Would you continue reading? Uh, I think this is a. I think I was kind of wishy washy on it last time, but I, it's a very solid yes from me now. I'm thoroughly invested in uh, the the character journey and the interpersonal drama. And I think that compared to last time, the manga is at a really good stride of uh, balancing the uh, the exciting character drama stuff with the, uh, hey, this is still about a specific, the parts of, hey, this manga is still about a specific field. We're going to talk about that for a bit. And I think it's hit a very good balance of that. And if it keeps that up, it's uh, it's an enjoyable read. And I, I really like this section. So I'd happily do more. All right. Uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, yeah, I think I was in the same place as you last time where um, I, I enjoyed Blue Period, but I felt like there wasn't a lot of direction because it mm -hmm. was a lot more slice of life last time. I felt this section of reading had like a very good structure to it. It made the stakes feel real and constantly reminded you that they were there looming in the background. So there was like a building tension. Uh, even when they went off and did other things, the threat of what was oncoming was still kept in the mind space so there was a very like it was bordered more so and uh the second we got into the exam proper i was just like ah this is this is some good like conflict this is like against all odds like really battle building and i'm like mm -hmm. but it's also about painting and i really enjoy like that kind of battle manga feel but about a thing that's not even close to combat uh-huh <laughs> A great non-battle battle manga. But I, uh, I, I would definitely keep reading. Excellent. Uh, Jay, how about you? I liked the original reading, and this only kind of built on that, so I would say absolutely. All right, and Jacob? Uh, so yeah, last time, uh, the, uh, the answer I gave was no, but with the giant asterisk of it's a matter of it not being for me rather than it being a, uh, anything wrong with it. And uh, man, this section really uh, showed how good Blue Period is. You know, there, there's one of those ones there, like, you know, if there was su such a thing as objective quality, this would be like an example of it. Um, I will say... I'm probably not going to read more between now and when we do a part three, but I am very genuinely looking forward to a part three. And in all honesty, it might turn around to be uh, in, in the full on yes category uh, if it keeps up the way it's been. And I have full confidence that it will. So uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess probably, but probably not is technically my answer. <laughs> Um, but yet again, with the asterisk of man, if you have the slightest, uh, inkling that you might like it, go check this out. Cause it is so good. So you went from no with a giant asterisk to a maybe with a giant asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and in both cases, those giant asterisks are, uh, pointing to a footnote that says 
it's me, not the manga. If you have mm -hmm. the slightest inclination that you might like this, check it out right now because it's amazing. And uh, yeah, th this is this is honestly as much as you know. I you know I've been lukewarm on it, and I've I've said why I personally haven't been as into it as the rest of the uh, rest of the cast here. Uh, you know, I mean, it's still it's one of the best things that we've read, and man. The, the previous section was great. This was outstanding. Excellent. And uh, all right. And uh, thus brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning in to the Over Manga Cast. Uh, as always, you can find us on all of our social medias where we are at Over Manga Cast, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we are also on uh, YouTube. Our episodes go up, I believe, on a two-week delay. Uh, you can, uh, uh, hopefully if you head over there, you'll, uh, give us a like comment and subscribe all that YouTube stuff. And, uh, it's a good way of, uh, giving comments on individual episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as always, we appreciate reviews on the series as a whole, um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, uh, we love hearing from you. You can also reach out to us, uh, at overmongcast at gmail.com or, uh, www.overmangacast.com as well. Indeed. And uh, make sure to tune in next week because we're going to do another revisit. Uh, we are going to be checking out, once again, a Platinum JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah, Sam, we didn't actually mention this. Sorry, I should have edited this. Uh, you're actually not on the next episode. We kind of need a break from you after all that Gmilf stuff. Wait, you're doing JoJo's again without me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we actually... It's a hard decision, I know, but sometimes you, sometimes friends just need a break from each other, and they, they need to read things without them. But it's the end of Phantom Blood! There, there's the fight with Jonathan and Dio! And just... it, it, Look, it's I, fine, I, don't worry about it. We're reading chapters 26 through 44, but you don't need to worry about that, Sam. Just go take a break, do whatever, go run around a field or something, I don't know. Okay, fine. Well, I'm getting lost in the woods, bye. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, we will be reading that next week. So uh, everyone but Sam can read along. Sam is not allowed. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.